Welcome to Mall Talk. I'm Paige Weldon. I'm Emily Fay. Let's talk about the mall. Emily, did you go to the mall this week? I did. Um, on Thursday, I was just like, I don't know if it's just coming back to me where I was like, I want to go to the mall. I feel like going to the mall. Yeah. And so I went to the Americana and the Galleria. Mm-hmm. The and sisters. The sisters. And I parked, of course, in the Galleria um, in my usual spot. And the I was spot reserved for you. Reserved for me. It <laughs> says no one's been in it for the past year. And um, <laughs> then I like I did the Galleria first. Yeah. Like in the olden days. Yeah. <laughs> which was amazing. And I, I made sure to go like the length of it, you know? Yeah. And um, I was also, I've, I've been in a, in a dangerous mood lately. That is, <laughs> I want to buy things all the time. Oh, um, all I want to do is buy many, many things. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going shopping today. This and was a shopping mall trip. This was like this a was, shopping mall this trip. This is like what people think of. I was like <laughs> open to, to buying things, you know? Yeah. I bought a dress at The Gap. I don't know. That's crazy. I'm trying to buy less long dresses, but this is like, I don't know. It was like their rare dress that isn't like a bag with like a, a fabric belt. I actually have a dress from Gap too that I like. It's like yeah, floral like like button up. An actual like shape yeah (laughs) so i bought it it was like 40 bucks um and then guess who has like crop tops now like real crop tops not like that kind where like it it goes to like the top of your hips and they call it a crop top wait didn't you tell me this i'll let you have it tell tell the people (laughs) uniqlo has crop tops (laughs) i never thought i'd see the day a very nice hem on the crop i assume very of course (laughs) i mean uniqlo is like known for not acknowledging that people have like shapes and bodies you know (laughs) everything is just a rectangle but they have like real crop tops like a lot they had little like mock neck tanks they had little tees they had little long sleeves with buttons i bought so their dressing rooms were closed so i bought i think four and then i was like i'm gonna try these on when i'm trying something on in a different store and then on my way back to my car i'll return the ones i don't want that's exactly what i did that's exactly what i did i tried on the the uniqlo tops in the madewell dressing room wow what a trip (laughs) i know and i got shack's big chicken hell yeah and i I ate it on the patio alone they were like to go or for here and i was like you know what i will eat it here i will enjoy my my three tender i have my big chicken al fresco thank you so much and it was just like we said like it really was more satisfying than the the place that we talked about on the patreon i might have gotten a bone in there though Mm. well which that's what happens i guess you don't want a bone (laughs) in your tender but i guess at least it shows it's not just like a paste yeah (laughs) smushed into a tender shape you know Um, yes so i did that can't remember if i got a sweet treat or not 
Mm, must not have been a memorable one, even Literally if you did then. I really can't remember, but I went into so many stores. Like, once I usually just skip over. I even <laughs> sat on the grass for a little while in one of those circles and looked at my phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I sat in one of the grass circles. Um, and then I went back to the Galleria, returned my tops. <sighs> what else? <laughs> I guess that's it. I was there for hours. Yeah, we we could do a whole Patreon episode where you describe moment hours. by moment your experience. But I mean, <laughs> those, I think those were listen, the highlights. Our, our guest said something in the chat that I think I'm gonna let I'm gonna let her her say it. I think we should introduce her and let her say it. let's say this one. Um, I didn't go to the mall this week. Uh, just in case people were like, did Paige cut herself off from telling her mall tale? No, I didn't. Uh, today we are joined by the hilarious Christina Catherine Martinez. Hi, Christina. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> Christina, what did you put in the chat? Tell us. <laughs> I wrote, uh, when she said there was no bone in her tender, I wrote in all caps, I want a bone in my tender. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> and you are right. You are yeah. right. We're all just looking for a, I'm snapping. For a bone for our tender. <laughs> We're getting back into stand-up. I think this is what it is. I think these are the... These these are the jokes I write now. I think so. Yeah, I like this. I like this new you, uh, Christina. Do you remember the last time you were at the mall? Yeah, yeah, it was really sad because, and I was thinking about this because I have been into a mall stores. Like I mm-hmm. went, I've been to a Zara and I've been to an H and M, but those were out on the street. Those were like an old town Pasadena. Mm. The last time I was in the actual mall, I was at the Grove. It was right before. The last I was at the Grove right before lockdown, and my friend Christopher and I went to go see uh, Birds of Prey. Oh, nice! And it was—I so, I believe that poster is still up. Yeah, it was so yeah. bad. Not even you know the good bad or the enjoyable bad. <laughs> it was just so bad. We walked out, wow. but we couldn't get our money back because we didn't walk out till like twenty minutes before the movie ended, <laughs> and the manager was like usually we only can give the money back if you leave, if you decide you don't like the movie within like the first half hour, but they're like, you kind of saw most of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, we were waiting for it to get, we were waiting to care. We were really trying and we just couldn't. And he was like, I'm sorry. And I think I grabbed some, I, I, I usually, my, my Americana thing with my friend Christopher we go to the movies a lot that's our thing and I always like to go to the candy store and get like a potpourri of like gummy gummy things yeah that's what Emily does as well yeah always at at lolly and pops at the okay I was like do they have names because they're all the same store (laughs) you grab the bag you get your gummy shit lolly Mm -hmm. and pops is the one in the galleria yeah yeah it's the one where um what do they say? They say something like, have a sweet day. Have a sweet day. <laughs> yeah. You know what? When I was there a couple weeks ago, they didn't say have a sweet day. Oh, hmm. my God. So maybe they've retired that because of the darkness of the past year. <laughs> what if yeah. they just changed their sign up to go fuck yourself? <laughs> I'd be like, I deserve that, quite honestly. You're right. And I will. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for bagging my candy for me. <laughs> I, I would be uh, so delighted if someone said that. If someone in the service industry just said that to me in a really sunny voice, that would make my day. That sounds like just the millennial version of one of those um, diners where the waitresses are really like mean to you. 
yeah yeah like at last the, they're sassy on purpose yeah uh-huh yeah, yeah. but oh. but then the updated version is like they're just like kind of like just like mean cool like mean girls instead of <laughs> yeah. like grizzled and, and, waitresses and, who've like had it <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, it's that really specific kind of mean where it's a, like really hot girls who tell you you're adorable. <laughs> There's nothing meaner than a really beautiful woman telling you you're cute. <laughs> I think oh, that sweaters look so cozy. That kind <laughs> of a... <laughs> oh, my God, you you're that? adorable. I'm older than you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much no oh, that wow. restaurant sounds like it'd be awesome actually i'm really yeah i think i'm gonna go ahead and say i'm i'm that person now so i can work at that restaurant <laughs> you're just going Perfect. around unrelentingly just calling everyone adorable they don't know like a really them. yeah i'm i'm comfortable enough with myself i have the, now the self-confidence to make other people feel that bad about themselves <laughs> So, okay, so you saw you saw Birds of Prey at the Grove. Did you do anything else while you were there on this this last visit to the mall? No, that's what's so depressing. And Christopher and I were talking about this the other day, you know, about the about the the death of cinema and <laughs> stuff like that. And he goes, "You know what's so depressing?" He's like, "I realized that when we walked out of Birds of Prey, and it was a late showing. You know, we went. To, we always go to the last showing. So by the time you come out, there's something really beautiful about the empty Americana late at night. If you're getting, there you know, really is. It really is. And I look at. I've lived in Paris, and <laughs> I have. And like, so anyone who tells you that the Americana is not exactly like Paris <laughs> doesn't know. There's something very. There's something very romantic about wandering through the Americana, empty Americana late at night. So there, all the stores were closed. So we didn't do anything else. We kind of just had this tragic you know <laughs> goodbye and uh, wow we walked to the uh can't remember if we rode together or met each other there also we're very good friends we're just friends but there is in retrospect i feel like there's something <laughs> incredibly tragic and romantic about that last outing yeah <laughs> if it could have been raining that would have been excellent yeah. like it was pouring rain when you ran into the theater you, you went in you saw refuge and then when you came out it was just the, the the ground was wet and the lights were flickering you could see them reflected in the wet pavement you you're know? both kind of just quiet after failing to get your 20 dollars back <laughs> in my mind like in this this memory as i'm replaying i was wet i'm just soaking wet like in a trench coat <laughs> and i'm like what are you doing here and he was like i just i just went to the bathroom and i came back out <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I did like Birds of Prey. I'm going to admit it. I'm going to admit I it here. I wanted to so bad. I, I don't know what it, it was. It, it, My so. cats fell. I'm sorry. It's okay. I see, a little, I see a little cat paw coming into frame every so often. He's becoming a character on the podcast, uh, for sure. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I, I liked Birds of Prey, but to be fair, I am very stupid. So... <laughs> I didn't see it, so we can all we have all perspectives here. I'm. It was like uncanny valley. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't stupid enough because I really it wasn't like oh this is so. I'm like of course it it is so. It's a you know corporate girl power sexy. <laughs> it's honestly it was. I should have enjoyed it more because uh, being I think I'm older than both of you. 
I know for sure I'm older than both. (laughs) (laughs) That movie, like, should have fulfilled a really, like, um, some sort of, like, hot topic girl power sexy (laughs) punk Mm -hmm. fantasy that I had. And I don't know. Maybe it never could yeah. because of you that. Know, I, yeah. I don't like I, I definitely don't think it was that, but I just thought it was kind of fun. <laughs> and I feel like I remember, it I feel was like Margot Robbie was having a great time up yeah, there. Yeah, she's so cool. Maybe that's the I maybe that's what it is. I brought I was bringing too much to it, clearly. <laughs> I do think if you leave twenty minutes before the movie ends, you should get like two bucks back. Like not yeah. full. But maybe a little bit, maybe a coupon for a for a popcorn in the future or something. You know, it would, how tragic would it have been if he gave us free tickets to another movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we would have just I had mean, to hang on to him for a year. I mean, maybe those last twenty minutes would have saved it for you. <laughs> Can you just tell me what they were? All right, I mean, here we I go. Wish- I wish I could. Um, I, I really It was that do. great. You remember it that well. I really, really wish. Um, there is definitely a part in like a fun house, big fight scene. You might have seen that though. That might mm. be pre the last 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, something happens. I think the kid oh, becomes something like happens, huh? mini, mini Harley Quinn, the kid. Maybe. Oh, God. <laughs> um, hmm. <laughs> Sound off in the comments if you remember the last 20 minutes. That's of, about of all Birds I got. <laughs> <laughs> to, be, to be honest with you, okay. I don't remember. <laughs> so all, I, all, I wanted to, all I wanted was a makeover sequence with the cop character where she gets her fishnet armbands. And manic panic die job. That's what I that's what that movie was missing. Who was that? Who who uh who who, who, was, who was the was girl cop? Again? Why are we calling it girl cop? I don't know. <laughs> was that well, Rosie Perez? I don't th- I don't remember. I never saw it, so I can't. I think tell so. You. I, I wanted to say Rosie Perez as well, and I don't know if I was conflating it with uh Rosie Perez who I just saw in Search Party. This is a mall podcast. Anyway. Yeah, I, <laughs> Sorry. No, this we, is a Rosie this Perez is, this podcast. Is for, this is a podcast for people about who also mall. saw Birds of Prey right before <laughs> lockdown and also have about this amount of memory of it. Um, but so, okay, so that was, so is the Americana like kind of your go-to, go-to mall? Uh, the, it, it, it uh, um, yes. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm totally brain farted. It that was at the Grove. It was at the Okay, I wasn't sure. But okay. I will say that's yeah, yeah. And because I mean, they're supposed to mirror each other. The Americana is much yes. closer to my house. So that is my current generally, you know, in the past few years that is my I need to wander around and disassociate and like buy things I don't need as yeah. a leisure activity. Okay. Okay, you're in the right place. I mean, we came all the way around because I in the beginning, you said the Grove, and then okay. I was like, "They're so easy to confuse." But now we're back at the Grove. Yeah, it, it was, was, it the, was grove the Grove the whole time. The, the Grove was that for me for sure, um, mm-hmm. and then it became the Americana, and and then in recent years, and I think this is also a sign of me getting older. Um, it's just been like Target and Cost Plus <laughs> World Market, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> like a big iced coffee. And just wandering around 
thinking just, about buying pillows. Just yeah. touching tassels. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> just just chugging chugging this coffee. Just like, ooh. It's like mm-hmm. really pondering the ethics of buying uh something that's advertised as African mask. Yeah. And at World putting Mark. it at yeah, at, yeah. at Hallmark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so those are that's your go to mount go to mall now if you need a mall but um so you, you said you had a number of malls that you would consider hometown malls oh Let, yeah let's get into it because we got a lot here okay <laughs> I, well, I grew up in uh Whittier which uh I grew up in as a young young child in Boyle Heights in East LA but then I my family moved to the suburbs Whittier which is actually weirdly right on the border of LA and Orange County so best of I, both worlds Two best places Be- Literally on the worst of both worlds. <laughs> <laughs> Whittier is, is technically unincorporated L.A. County. It's a liminal space of culture Ooh. and aesthetics. It is a Bermuda Triangle of spiritual uh, <laughs> aporia. I don't know. <laughs> so I will okay. say that I have, a, you know, I've only, I've never really, I've only been to the Glendale Galleria a handful of times, but this is an important detail because it's the sister it's a sister mall of the americana is, and yeah. you'll love this it's where my parents met <gasps> this is oh incredible my God. okay let me tell you this little this little juicy tidbit so my parents met at the glendale galleria when my father was working at this um i thought it was a menswear store but i looked it up it's a store that sells men's grooming products and it's called the man shop and they actually <laughs> still have yeah. these stores in um, other parts of the country and my mom <laughs> Came in looking for a job. Oh, I thought which, you were going to say looking for a man at the man shop. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the that's the hilarious part. Yeah. She found a husband yeah. at the man shop. And, you know, how, how like, what, what romantic story do I have that could possibly compete with that? No, that's really tough. It's just like, why can't you find a husband? Just go to the man shop. It's that yeah, easy. That's yeah. what I did. I mean, I went, man shop. I went all Ask the way to Paris and, you know, still not enough. Le, le man shop with le shop. an extra P le and shop. E. That's just, that's just part of my history with malls, which is like a generational trauma. But um, the big one for me was, I'm going to say, we have to concentrate on this one, the Brea Mall. Yeah. And I hope nobody I went to high school with listens to this podcast. Um, <laughs> we'll mute them from, from I, this post. <laughs> here's the thing is I, you know, I stayed, I didn't go to college until like, I didn't really finish college until my mid twenties. I was very lost after high school. So I kind of just like stayed home and wasn't sure what I was doing. I like, you know, worked at the Brea Mall and I was still sort of like dating on and off like, you know, my high school sweetheart because neither of us went anywhere. And I remember the the warning sign for me was like, I got to get out of here. And that's when I moved to L.A., which is not far, but it made all the difference. It's like when your kid grows up in Jersey and you move to New York. It's like yeah. you, it's, it's close, but you really just have to make that leap. Yeah. A friend of mine was like, I just have this vision of you and Brian like 10 years from now and you're both wearing airbrush t-shirts with each other's names on it and wandering oh through gosh. the Brea Mall with your hands in each other's back pockets. Um, and I burst into tears and I was like, my life needs to change. Wow, that is like... 
That was like I a sign what, from God. I wonder what she meant by that. Like, oh, it was yeah. a boy. It was a man. It was it a was man. A, okay. It was a boy. A boy. <laughs> I wonder oh, what he wow. meant by that. Did he mean to break you up, or I, I, was I it like supposed to be to a be, good thing? Or I, I think it was. I think it was. A, I think it was tough love. To be perfectly honest, because this <laughs> okay. this person is also one of the few people in that group who like made a break and okay. like did something else with his life. We actually just finally caught up a little bit over social media, and he's like, you know got a house and getting married and like doing his thing in another state and i, I think it was like i think it was like a warning i think he yeah. was being mm-hmm. he was being mean but he needed to be he was I ghost mean, of christmas futuring you. he was ghost of chris he was bro of christmas future <laughs> yeah. with such specific details like he I knew what he was doing that was the, the that's that's both the horror and the poetry of that vision <laughs> i mean this sounds like a pivotal moment in your life yeah it was it was i moved from okay you're gonna love this so the reason why the brand wall was such a big part of my development in my late (laughs) teens i worked and i love this because this is also on the list of places you haven't discussed but you want to i worked at the nordstrom espresso bar which is now called the e-bar yeah which and I didn't know it was once espresso. I always thought e-bar was like some version of internet cafe. I did yeah, not. it's a bad e-bar is a bad name. E-bar yeah. is a bad name. Espresso bar is like yeah, it's just an espresso bar. It's, it's fine. clear. Yeah, yeah, it's like we know what it is. <laughs> if you just put e in front of anything, it sounds mm. like a weird tech thing. Yeah. yeah, it it sounds like genius, like the genius bar, like you would go there to get a beeper fixed. Yeah, you know? yeah, <laughs> it's uh. But I'm trying to think of the timeline because I left in 2005 to I moved to L.A. and I started working at Fred Siegel and I graduated high school in 2002. So it's been between 2002, 2005. OK, um, that's a that's a tenure for sure for, yeah. for the E-bar. I well, eventually I left the E-bar and and made my way inside the building, and I worked at the, in the oh. Nordstrom hosiery department. Oh! <laughs> but I had tried, and you'll love this. I had tried unsuccessfully to graduate from the E bar into the store that we're going to discuss in the second half of this episode. Wow. Okay. So, so two years almost in this purgatory, and honestly, it was not. I had worked at a lot of coffee shops, and at the time, you know. However, court whatever you think about Nordstrom as like a store, it, it was like a good company to work for. I think like, I think I made like ten dollars an hour, which for a coffee shop like, yeah, fifteen eighteen years ago was really good. Um, and they had like profit sharing, which the employees were included. In, so just like if mm. the store just did really well that quarter, everyone would just get a bonus of like four or five hundred dollars every few months oh that's nice nice. yeah i I mean it it was i was miserable because i was very directionless in my life but i also was was a good place to work here's the here's the tea here's the juicy shit you guys have you ever been to the mall like before it opens like there's a whole like where the for the joggers and Uh, like i guess people doing tai chi i did one time um during the pandemic, when I was like, I'm going to go early to this mm-hmm. store I want to go to, I was at the Americana before stuff opened, and I did see a Lululemon staff meeting, which felt wild. Uh, wow. So, that's, that's like, the you're the most... photographer, like, lying in the reeds, like, you're yeah. the BBC journalist. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I felt like I shouldn't be there. I was like, excuse me. When yeah. we took our photos for the for the cover oh, that art, was before that they was opened. before it opened, right? Yeah. yeah. There's a whole world, a whole world that happens in the two hours before the mall opens. And the thing about the espresso bar in the Brea Mall is that it's sort of... um. You know, because the the department stores are like those cornerstones. They sort of mm-hmm. are at the extremities of them all. And it was weird. So the espresso bar sort of like faced the inside of the mall. And it opened, the mall opened at 10. The espresso bar opened at 8. So it became the spot where everybody who worked in the mall and all the people who would jog or do Tai Chi, which actually genius when you think about it, especially if it's raining, like jogging in the empty mall is kind of amazing. Yeah. Would go to... The Nordstrom Espresso Bar. So it really was like the psychosexual, social, <laughs> I'm not, nerve center of the mall. And there was a lot of like inter-retail relationships. I bet. I, I was courted by the manager of the Pottery Barn. Oh, my God. He sent flowers to the espresso bar. Like, sent oh, flowers with so his phone number on it. So you were, like, courted, courted. Yeah. Yeah. I was wow. Little, I was really, I was, like, 19, and I was very shy and insecure, and I also didn't like, um, I hated wearing a uniform, because I'd worked at coffee shops where I got to, like, look cute and have my coffee shop girl fantasy, and Nordstrom E-Bar, it wasn't a bad uniform. We just, ha- you just wore all black, which is totally great in the grand pantheon of how bad uniforms can get but i really resented it but i had i had uh i had my you know i had my uh i had my target audience kind of on lock (laughs) okay so i (laughs) was courted by i think he he was he for some reason thought i was older than i was because because like she seemed mature for her age (laughs) he was like in his mid to late 30s was like divorced and had like four kids you make coffee like a like a 29 year old (laughs) i called him and i said yeah do you want yeah i'll go out with you i'm 19 and he was like oh i thought you were like 26 and i was like nope (laughs) he's like oh okay Uh. (laughs) i was i had a sort of a long I would dare say incendiary flirtatious courtship with the the guy who ran the Thomas Kincaid gallery. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know what? I couldn't. Here's the sad part. He was actually like a really funny, interesting man, far more than his career would have suggested. And at the end <laughs> of the day, I couldn't do it. You because know? of the Thomas Kincaid? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But it was Imagine like having sex in a in a Thomas Kincaid painting. Well, I did have sex in the stairwell <laughs> of the Brea Mall with a loss prevention manager from Nordstrom. Wow. Oh wow. <laughs> You didn't know how deep this could go. <laughs> wow. I just love the details of the specific jobs that these people held. You know, it yeah. really adds to it. The loss prevention manager. That is he was so He was so hot. I, he was actually a really <laughs> nice guy. I liked him a lot. And um, like I, it was like I almost died because I, he was, 
<laughs> he was fucking me from behind and I was lean I was leaned over the railing staring oh down God. into the abyss. Yeah. Staring down like oh five floors God. of like if, if he fucks me too hard, I will go over this thing and I will die. But what kind of a way cool to story, go but what a way to go. And then and then like, you know, and then I pull my stuff together and then I go the the Thomas Kincaid manager would he would call <laughs> And like say what he wanted, and then I would like walk over there and deliver it to him, and then we would like hang out and flirt for like twenty minutes before my friend would be like, "Did anything ever happen with with Mister Kincaid Gallery?" No, couldn't do it. Okay, okay, <laughs> which is sad because he's actually you know uh, like intellectually, emotionally, he was probably the most like you know viable <laughs> partner. And then I did have sex with <laughs> this guy who worked at Charles David, which is a shoe store. Okay. Uh, we had sex after a sort of an inter-mall kind of house party. And he ended up being uh, in a psycho Billy band called the Necromantics. Are you serious? <laughs> I wish I wasn't. I'm dead serious. As I, as I discussed on the on last episode, I had a brief rockabilly fi- phase in high school, so I'm I'm familiar with the necromantics. Well, a member of that band has been inside me. Dude. I and then I he, he he was also I mean, I I I mean, it's sort of a congenital disease when you're born in the on the border between Orange and LA County. I definitely had a rock a big rockabilly phase. Yeah. Were you big. in your rockabilly phase at this moment in time? I think I was a little bit more in like I was trying to get out of it. So I was like trying to transition into a into a sixties phase. But also because and this will also lead into the story we're gonna discuss because I because I was wearing a uniform every day, but it was all black. I got really into makeup in a way that I hadn't before. So I did have like, you know, I would do like 50s, like red lips, cat wing eyeliner. You know, that was how I like expressed myself at work. So I think the look and also because I was stuck in a uniform all day, whenever people hung out outside of the mall, like I really overdressed i'm like i'm mm. gonna wear this like girdle and corset and a feather <laughs> hat because i need I, these people will see that i am a woman and i have a body and it worked apparently it worked too well it Here's sounds the thing. like it this this boy was even then he was too he wasn't in the band yet he wouldn't be for a while but he was it was still a little too rockabilly for my blood okay. he, was an, he was a nice guy we tried having sex an, one more time <laughs> and he he fell asleep on me mid coitus because he was so drunk and uh and then he was drooling all over my boobs <laughs> what oh, else man. what Wait, else I, 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 can i ask a question about the stairwell sex was this during like a break were you like off your shift like when like when in the work day was this occurring or was it on a day off it was during a party okay so a party at the mall at the mall um it was at (laughs) 
It was during happy hour at TGI Fridays. <laughs> okay. 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 And okay. we were we were trying to, you know, this was like a long simmering romance. Okay. <laughs> and we were trying to find a place to hook up. Yeah. And he's a loss prevention guy, so he had keys. He had, the he had keys. access to the Sure, yes. Okay. Okay. I mean, I I like love that everyone the way you're describing it is like everyone is so like their identity is their job and what store they work in and stuff oh no no exactly there was like because i there was literally i was there were only a couple of the girls who worked there the guys who worked there you think i fucked a lot of people the guys who worked there were swimming in that windsor fashion pussy they were swimming in the uh the limited to Pussy, the, who, oh, no. who work there, not, yeah. not the customers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Charles David, Charles David had like a good. I don't know, like for both whatever you were into, the Charles David employee lineup was like popping. Okay, um, yeah. What were so was that like that was basically your version of the man's store? Was that was that was it? Charles, Charles David. Yes. Yeah. And then you know it's. And a lot of it was just, yeah, playing defense with, like, goovers from Pottery Bard and, like, other places. Think of the throws, the the throw blankets you could get out of that relationship. Yeah, I mean, I, I was too young to appreciate what he was offering. I'm like, oh, this, I, okay, he's got kids, but he's, like, he was the manager. He's got a stable job. He's got the PB hookup. Yeah. And, you know, he... He gave me a... He sent a very large, beautiful... Bouquet of flowers. Yeah, that's a that's a man working from like a different game book. Like yeah, yes. sending flowers to a woman he's never fucked before. <laughs> it's uh, it's very it's it's very charming. There was I can remember a time when men did things like that. Did you I then can't have- get over that you almost died? That sounds like <laughs> a really like late season Law and Order, like. <laughs> Right? Where it's like, woman yeah. found dead at the bottom of a stairwell. What happened? And at the end, it's like, who would have thought she was getting <laughs> fucked too? She, she got fucked too hard. And that was like, that and it totally ties into the kind of like um, moral, you know, subtext of those shows. It's like, see, yeah. women who fuck die. And you yeah. know, of course, they would have interviewed like the loss prevention guy mm-hmm. like early, and he might have had access to the tapes and stuff. But I feel like the fact that you almost died is what makes what made it so exciting. Is, of you course, know? of course. Because think- otherwise, what am I doing? I'm getting fucked by a townie in a stairwell. Yeah, you're, you're not going to stop and be like, listen, th- can we be a little bit um, more uh, just, can we have a, like something a little less crazy in the stairwell? I, I'm, I'm trying to turn this down a little bit. Can it's I like- just be like on all fours on some steps? And then yeah. you're on some high higher steps <laughs> I didn't know what my future was going to be at that point but I sure as hell was like I'm not going on a podcast in 18 years to talk about how I got finger banged in a stairwell we're going all the way here's the thing dark horse candidate uh sees candy pussy okay good okay. like a lot of a lot of, lot of good women who work there here's all the thing I want to point out a lot of I good think this women. is universal good women at sees that feels true. <laughs> I mean, here, let me put it bluntly. A lot of the men that I work with fucked a lot of the women who worked at Seas Candies. 
I think it was like a fire ice thing because our uniforms were black and their uniforms were like all white. They looked like nurses. That's, and I was up. about to say, I wonder if they fucked them in their little like nurse uniforms. <laughs> we all would. Little, their little yeah. candy striper nurse I would. Uniforms. I would so make love to a, a, a woman in a seized candy uniform. <laughs> Here's the thing also. Uh, big... Every time I bring this up to people, no matter who they are, they're like, oh, yeah, that's true. How come all the girls who worked at Hot Dog on a Stick were smoking hot? Because they only hired girls who were hot. Right. And then they made them. It was was it like a weird power thing? It's like we're only going to hire the hottest girls and then put them in this ridiculous fucking hat. Yeah. Make them jump and down and shake their (laughs) boobs while they make while they make me my lemonade. (laughs) Hot dog on a stick was American apparel before American apparel was American (laughs) apparel. Yes, it was. Like Honestly, I want to say that we that somehow like me and my motley crew of baristas could breach that transom hot dog on a stick pussy was so far out of all of our leagues <laughs> they're fucking like the guys who own the mall yeah yeah, yeah. they're like my boyfriend doesn't work here yeah. and it's and then you would just, and just like and as you're walking out as everyone's leaving like just like some big you know like escalade with with tinted windows or just like some car that like not even your parents could afford would drive up and they'd kind of like hop in and go hi babe and close the door before you can see who's driving <laughs> they take off their puffy hats shake their hair out <laughs> shake in their slow hair motion up. and it, hop into you're the like, escalade why don't the hot dog on a stick girls ever come to our tgi fridays party they think they're better than us it's like yeah this, they do they do and and you know what they they are there's no way i would I think now I'm 36. I'm now I'm hot enough to work at hot dog on a stick and it's too late. I'd have to be like a hot dog on a stick manager. Here's the, here's the dark. Yeah. There were two things that mean it. We really, it really was a place where people got like a lot of their identities wrapped up in it. There was just so much, especially being Working at the place where people from ev- who worked in every other part of the store would like come on their breaks or come in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it was just like this huge social, sexual, like stupid <laughs> sitcom mess. And there yeah. were two things that really, you know, and it's sort of fun when you have no idea what you're doing. And I'm like, let's do this all day. Let's go to an Electro Clash club on the weekend. I'll flat <laughs> iron my hair. So did you hang out with these people on your days off? There was, uh, I, I had one really good friend that I worked with at the espresso bar named Joe. Uh, he was like a childhood friend from church and who was also a party monster. And we never dated each other, but we definitely like were kind of wingmen for each other. So, mm-hmm. and he hung out. Yeah, totally hung out with mostly the Charles David crew and, um, <laughs> The dudes who worked in women's shoes at Nordstrom were for some reason really cool. Because they're weird sex perverts. Um, I think so. so. And also, uh, I have one, and the Mac Mac girls, everyone who worked at Mac was really cool. And I have one more story to tell you before we get into it. Yes. Because there were two, because this was my life at the time. I had no idea what I wanted to do. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm kind of, you know, I'm earning money and I'm partying and I'm, making sex to strange people (laughs) not strange people and and my friend making that comment about the airbrush t-shirts oh he also said we'd be wearing von dutch hats and i think that's (laughs) 
That was a devastating detail as well. Wow, that is the cherry the on top. Part, honestly. That was, like, that I can't was believe you the, forgot that. The thing that really <laughs> sent to me was honestly having sex with this loss prevention dude. Not not because of him personally, but I remember uh, it was a big thing at the time that like a lot of the people from Nordstrom was the thing they would do every weekend, which is like go to the TGI Fridays across the street from the Bray Mall on like Friday, during happy hour on a Friday night. So you close the store, go to TGI Friday's happy hour. Um, you know, and everyone's complaining about like, oh yeah, I want to move out of my parents' house. I want to go to school. I don't know what I want to do. Da, da, da. And it's like, yeah, we're all figuring it out. We're all in this together. And uh, that night was actually the first and last, first and only time I had gone to the TGI Friday's like outing. And I was very excited to be invited. And uh, I did cocaine with this woman from Shoes in the bathroom of TJI Fridays. And everyone's like, you know, got wasted. And then after I had sex with this dude, everyone was so drunk that they were, and like some half of them had to be at work the next day to open the store. And they were like, let's just get a room at the Embassy Suites, which is also <laughs> oh across the gosh. street from the mall and I was like oh wow that's crazy and and I and I pulled this girl aside and I was like Jesus do you do this every weekend and she's like yeah well you know we just and I'm like oh okay so these are a bunch of people who are complaining that they never seem to get to a place where they can feel like they can move on from this job and yet they're stuck in this cycle of Every weekend, I party with the people from this job. I get so wasted, I have to buy a, get a hotel room <laughs> yeah. and, and crash in order to go back to the job and probably just spend money with my employee discount on a new outfit because I still have the clothes the night before. And then they wonder why they can't, can't save money or seem to get past this point in their life. And that really freaked me out. I was now, like, yeah. was everyone sharing a room or what I think it was, yeah, I mean, here? I didn't stay. This was a big breakthrough for me. I mean, I, yeah. I wish you stayed because I would love to know whether it was like a big Nordstrom puppy pile of bodies. I think it was a Nordstrom puppy pile. <laughs> I, 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 was, I was in the room. I partied in the room. I did not stay. Okay. I still had, I probably still had cum running down my leg. And I was like, you know what? I want, I want something else with my life. And it sounds maybe... Yeah, and I then I just ended up getting a job at like Fred Siegel in West Hollywood and moving to Los Angeles, which, like I said, that was the beginning of figuring out what I really wanted to do with my life. And uh, it just getting like <laughs> 25 miles away. Yeah. Actually, it's pretty far from Braille. I don't know, 30 or 40 miles away <laughs> from that, like made all the difference in the world. It was just really funny how much I time I spent thinking wanting to like party with the cool Nordstrom crowd I feel yeah. like they're gonna sue me or something because they <laughs> this does not really support the the image that Nordstrom wants to project I do this was feel a long like time ago okay this it must a long be time like ago. the way like when we had Logan on and she said that like the third street promenade apple store is known amongst all the other apple stores is like that's the weird they're one all, where everyone is friends. like best friends I feel yeah. like this this must have been like the weird Nordstrom 
the horny yeah. Nordstrom, where I mean, everyone is fucking each other and like what only hangs out with describing as like an X-rated version of honestly what they do in Paul Blart, um, which is they all like go to the like Irish pub attached to the mall after work and get really drunk, and this is like the like the raunchy version of that. Mm-hmm. When I watched hey, Paul Blart, hey, I was like, "That I, doesn't happen." <laughs> I've I cherished every encounter I had with the people in that mall. It sounds and like sometimes a beautiful I time. get to see one of their faces. I remember the last. This is years ago, but I remember like <laughs> passing by a bus ad, and it was like for the new Necromantics album, and I'm like, "Oh, there's my guy with a really tall pompadour <laughs> making a <laughs> scary That's face." So this is okay this is obviously a very different tone from what we've been talking about but i don't want to skip this story you mentioned about the whitwood mall when you were a kid oh yeah (laughs) it's very different tone but tell us this this tale before we get my child you know i mean i came of age in many different uh cathedrals of retail and but (laughs) my childhood mall was the whitwood mall which was so depressing because it was like built in the 70s and it was super super dark glossy kind of like uh, i don't know if the galleria still looks this way just just super dark like everything was brown and orange Mm. and um every they did a lot of stuff it was the cornerstone of my budding social life they had the (laughs) they had the mini train at christmas they had santa um you know they had like low rent pop stars kind of come through do free concerts and then they had the petting zoo i think every spring and it was indoors and i remember one of my most traumatic memories is getting close to a goat and he grabbed the corner i was five years old and he grabbed the corner of my dress and pulled pulled the dress off of me and like ate it whole cloth so imagine being a five-year-old girl in your underwear in like stuck in public because of an animal sexually assaulted you that is so devastating what what? i think my mom like threw a coat dress was it how did it come off this it was like a i don't know honestly it seriously has it has the the spotty imagistic uh, sort of sense memory of like a really traumatic event i remember my dress was like cotton jersey it was like pink and it had some flowers on it uh, either it buttoned all the way down and that's how he just like got it off or I think he just like kept pulling and maybe I sort of like got out of it because I you know like, like he, wasn't, he wasn't gonna let go so either I'm gonna get bit or he's taking the dress wow and I didn't think about how much that affected me because at the time I just remember feeling totally numb and I'm like oh shit and I'm like five but I'm covering my <laughs> boobs putting oh. it in quotes covering my top half and I have my little cotton undies and was your like, mom just like what? I don't remember. I don't. Happened? I don't remember anyone reacting, and maybe that's for the best. Yeah. But like, I went kind of blank after that. I think my parents, like, my mom threw her jacket over me, and then we just like obviously went home. It's not like yeah, throw your jacket over here, and then like actually we got to go to Walden Books. And <laughs> sorry, uh, honey, we have a few more things we got to do while we're here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so just like a little kid wandering around in a good giant LL Bean coat with it dragging behind her. That goat, that goat was trying to say that it did not want to be at the petting zoo anymore. And how can I get out of the petting zoo? Yeah, I'm gonna be. I think it was like you to be a, a criminal well they yeah. need to just feed i think you had to pay the petting zoo was free but you had to pay to get those little 
those little pellets yeah. to feed mm-hmm. the animals. So I'm thinking like maybe someone wasn't feeding it because like everyone just wanted to wander around the petting zoo for free and not pay to yeah. feed the animals. And then shit like this happens. And then he was like, I'm taking what's mine. And what's yeah. mine is this dress. White male goat privilege. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> that is um, just... Yeah, that's just I'm such not, a crazy go ahead and story. Say that, yeah, the mall writ large has been pretty formative to my sexual identity in ways yeah. that I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've overcome them to a great extent, but man. <laughs> I mean, on that note, should we talk Mac? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So you alluded you said, to wanting to work at, yeah. at Mac, but so I, what uh, was the tale there? I applied. Well, it was funny because the Nordstrom E-Bar, like the Mac girls, the people who worked at Mac were just like the coolest. And those who, that's who everyone from the E-Bar was trying to actually have sex with. And I wanted to work there <laughs> so bad. I was like, oh, well, I'm already wearing all black. I think I can like make this, you know, upper lateral move. Yeah. And... I think like, and then Mac, just because everyone there was so nice and like, it, that definitely fueled, and it's funny because what they're so antithetical to how I approach my like grooming and beauty routine now. But at the time I was like really, really into makeup and playing around with makeup and Mac was seemed like, was sort of the apotheosis of like fancy and crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Because it's like, oh, you could buy, you know, like super saturated electric blue eyeshadow but it was like $20, so that's yeah. how you know it's not for little kids. Um, <laughs> and I felt like they had, you know, like they kind of adopted me as their like cool little sister because like sometimes the Matt girls would like, on my break, they would like do my makeup while I, and then I would like come back to the E-bar just like looking like Klaus Nomi. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> it was cute. They were really sweet. And um, they just looked cooler. I mean, because in the middle of Orange County, it's like, uh, I think. This was definitely after my time, but like, you know, Jeffree Star, back then he was named Cunt, used to work at Mac. And so there was there was definitely like really cool rockabilly girls. There were like cool punky girls. And there was always like a really beautiful, like queer boy who was probably like the first confident queer man that like most people were even seeing right in Orange County at that time. And I remember wanting to be like, like that's my next move and they they made good money because it's you know they're skilled makeup artists so I actually had a friend my friend's girlfriend who worked at a different Mac counter at the Cerritos mall <clears throat> can't even go there <laughs> she actually like gave me a tutorial like I told her that like I want to work at Mac you know because it's I'm like it's more money it's cooler I think I could have sex with more loss prevention people <laughs> <laughs> Also, I felt like I, I was scared to just move to L.A. without having a job. So I figured, like, oh, if I could, maybe I could just interview and then try to get to a mat counter somewhere in L.A. Uh-huh. Like, there's more. So I, you know, I was already pretty good because I was sort of like to play around with my own makeup a lot. But they're really, you know, they're real makeup artists. It's kind of intense. So is there like I, a specific style book too? Like that they all have to do things with like the same technique and everything? No, not at all. Which is interesting. And but there were I forgot there was a minimum number of products you had to be wearing on your face at all times. And wow. I think it was even like minimum three products just on your lips. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. So like 
just, you know, they're very maximalist in that way. And so uh, it's whatever it's whatever it is. So, like, she gave me a bunch of, like, tutorials. I mean, it was like a tr- rocky training montage. I'd, like, do her crazy eyeshadow, <laughs> and she'd look in the mirror, and she'd be like, no, again! <laughs> <laughs> and then I interviewed, and the interview was, like, very, very brief. It's like a group interview. You literally you walk into a big, scary boardroom with like a bunch of other people. The interview's very brief. They just want to know that like you can do, uh, that you're not a psycho and you can do makeup. So you have to like bring someone. The interview is basically like you do a, a day to night look on someone while okay. they like check on you. That's literally so like graduating my, beauty school. I had to like bring school. my friend. Huh? <laughs> it's like graduating beauty school. Like you yeah, have to do. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. I had to bring my friend who just like wait. So, so we're all, we all get there with all of our friends waiting outside while we do the group interview. And then they put, take you out on the floor, put them in the chairs and you're like, just do a day to night look on this person. Like whatever that means to you, they want to see that you can do. I think it's part of like that you can do something subtle. Cause for a lot of like normies, but then you can like amp it up into something crazy, which is mm-hmm. more in the Mac universe. And I don't think I got the job. I definitely did. My friend looked horrible. <laughs> and I blame it. I, and I blame it on you know. Look, not to be a bitch, but I blame it on her not being pretty. I, I'm gonna go ahead. <laughs> you I mean, there's not. You couldn't do that what? much, you know. People Honey, bringing huh. in her hot friend have an obvious advantage from the get-go. all the girls at hot dog on a stick were busy. <laughs> you're like while they're judging you, you're just like, I do need you to look at this picture. I do want to remind you that she came in ugly. I do want you to remember that that she was ugly when she walked in this door. So you can you can't. There's only so much makeup can do. We know there's this. only so much. I'm trying to turn her into a toucan. <laughs> oh um, man, that's devastating. These I are mean, jokes. These are jokes. I know. That's so I mean. know. <laughs> because because the people the thing that sets Mac apart from other other makeup stores is that they do have like professionals working there, professionals shop there, like mm-hmm. they have a professional discount program. Like there's no yeah, and there's there's no training. That's why like I think that it pays pretty good once you it starts out. You know, you get like an hourly plus commission. At least that's what it was at the time, and it was like it's good. It's good pay because there's no. They don't train you like you kind of have to come in already knowing what you're doing uh-huh. yeah. and sort of and then they sort of and fit the the look and the feel of the of the brand. Um, yeah. I, yeah sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. No, which is I think I mean, it's all for the best. I think like I didn't get it. And then I think I very shortly after that's when I um, got a job in L.A. and just like started on some whole other bullshit. Yeah. Fred Siegel. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> That's a book. You know what? That's a book. I actually wrote about it in my book, which I don't have a copy of that I can hold up right now. Um, we'll have you hold it up at the end. Okay. In, oh my in the God, picture. that would be great. Yeah, because I'm trying yeah. to, I would like people to buy it. Um, yes, please, please buy Christina's book. <laughs> um, yeah, I was reading a little bit about Mac because I've, I've never really shopped there. Um, I know they have one in the Galleria and it's kind of, it's kind of an intimidating place because it is. They have one is... at the Americana too. Oh, wow. Really? Because mm-hmm. it's, there's Mac stores and then there's like Mac counters and like Mac products in other like mm-hmm. department stores, right? Is that yeah, that's correct? what I was trying to do. I was trying to move from like the Nordstrom 
espresso bar into like the Mac counter inside Nordstrom. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but I guess, yeah, I was, they, they started as like, a a professional makeup line and they would use it because there was a photographer and a beauty salon owner, both named Frank, by the okay. way. Wow. Uh, okay. Two, I don't even know this. Two Franks. Two Franks. In, in 1984. Bo- both alike in dignity. <laughs> yeah. And I guess they were just frustrated with the quality of makeup on like shoots. And so they started making this in their kitchen. And then they, they what they say is that then like the models would want, it to give to their friends or their sister or whatever mm-hmm. and so then they started selling it uh more formally and yeah ever i think i think that's why it's kind of a, a high quality it tends to be more expensive but it's also just really it, it, that, that makes for? sense it's very theatrical like even their their you know concealers and skin products it's not to me like I think, you know, skincare aesthetic right now has been dominated by like Glossier and things which just like, mm-hmm. it's like a whisper in a $30 tube and maybe yeah. you don't even look very different. <laughs> you know, this is like the antithesis of that. Like yeah. everything is very thick. Yes. Uh, I don't, yes. like I even, I the only thing I would buy there consistently after I sort of changed up my style was um, red lipstick. Yeah. You're either you're either a Ruby Woo girl or you're a Russian red girl. I was yes. Russian red all the way. <laughs> is I was that more the... like blue under which is one of them more blue and one of them more like orange or something? Yes. And people Ruby Roo is a little more pink. Okay. Like Russian red is just it's really beautiful. It makes me want to like I think see if I could dig mine out. Russian red is really just like the platonic ideal of red. It's the perfect balance of like blue orange. And it's, it's, I think it's popular because it looks good on like everybody. Yeah. Okay. I've definitely heard of both of those. I don't yeah. think I've ever owned one. I'm looking at, I just, I just like Googled it. Like people still are writing like long blog posts and like making yeah. YouTube videos about Ruby Woo versus Russian red. And yeah. they don't need to. Because I'm telling you, I'm telling everyone who listens to this podcast, it's Russian red. Okay. D- just don't worry about it. Just get Russian red. Just get it's Russian it. red. Just get you it. You heard it here just first. Get it. get it. Jesus. Shit. Um, I did read about that apparently like one of the big things that, that got them more popular is that Madonna wore their matte red lipstick. Mm-hmm. and was wearing like a mac t-shirt they have a lot of like things with different celebrities um I oh think, yeah yeah but uh, i think emily you asked what does mac stand for it stands for makeup art cosmetics okay. pretty straightforward huh. i wanted it to be a, a more of a surprise yeah. but it's They're, just <laughs> uh, and their motto is all ages all races all sexes and that was kind of huge. They sort of, I mean, they positioned themselves as sort of like a queer brand. I mean, they're like, they've always had that special edition lip gloss, which is like raise money for AIDS research, I believe. Viva Glam. Viva Glam. But it was, they, they were, they kind of been doing that forever. Like even 18 years ago, it was not, that was not a, a thing that all companies were trying to do. In fact, a lot weren't trying to do. Yeah. But, and I remember a big, a big formative beauty moment for me they did a collaboration with um, Sandra Bernhard and she was like the spokesperson for this, like, I don't know, specific color of like lip gloss, but they had, you can Google it. It was called Mac yeah. pool party. Okay. And they had, you know, 
she's like a big comedy beauty, just like weirdo, queerdo inspiration in general. But like, it was a big deal seeing this floor to ceiling poster of like Sandra Bernhard in this like Daisy Duke kind of pinup outfit with her like really severe, like strange, beautiful face. And it was like, she's not convention. She's like such a like beautiful, sexy lady, but not like conventionally attractive and not definitely the kind of women you see in beauty campaigns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like as like not, she's not the kind of like face you see in like a cover girl ad in the middle of sassy, <laughs> which wasn't even around then, but it was like, I was like, Oh wow. I've never seen a beauty image. Like look that like cool. Oh, I just and found weird. it. Yeah. It's amazing. Some it's very blurry. Cause it's just an image from someone who's selling the <laughs> postcards. I with saw that. that. I think I'm gonna on buy eBay. them. How much? How much are? They? Oh, they're eBay Canada. Wow. Ooh. They're only fifteen dollars for six postcards. If you Google Mac Pool Party, I think you'll uh-huh. get a better image. Mac Pool Party, Sandra Bernhard. It, it's interesting that it's Canada because I actually that's the other thing I left out is they did found Mac in Toronto. Oh, um, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. The, to the Franks, they were up there in Toronto. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, I love this picture. This yeah. Is so it's... good. Oh yeah. Here it is. <laughs> yeah. She's, yeah. She's wearing like, um, like a twist tied in the middle, like denim cut off shirt. Oh wow. This is, yeah, you don't this. and you don't see her. You don't see her like that often. And it was just yeah. like, no, and her most f- brands would not think to get her in there for this. And yeah, kind and her face thing. is just so interesting. It's like a really, really cool. Yeah, that was that was a big beauty moment for me. Not that I not that I was inspired to actually buy the lip gloss, but you know, <laughs> the the vibe was very inspirational. Yeah, I don't know how it happened. I think I just got more. I, I don't know. Maybe they do a lot of collaborations, don't they? Yeah, the yes. Dita Von Teese one was uh, important. Yes, I think they did one with Cindy Sherman. Hmm. I was reading what the ones that they at least the at least the ones that they list on see. the weird the weird thing or I guess sort of interesting, which I I don't feel like I've seen this a lot of other mm-hmm. a lot of other companies doing this, but in 2012 they did um, a, a a collaboration with the estate of Selena. And oh yeah, that was yeah yeah, and they did I one with, with Aaliyah too, and uh, in 2017 they did yeah. one with the they did a a branded thing with the Simpsons. They did one with uh, Cindy Sherman. That was a big deal too because she the images were also like slightly glammed up versions of you know the kind of stuff the kind of images that Cindy Sherman just makes in her work. Like they're very they're weird. They're not like beauty images one of them is she straight up painted like a clown interesting <laughs> yeah, uh, they do those and then they also like this list it's like you know it's mariah carey ariana mm-hmm. grande lord miley cyrus lady gaga like it's Nicki minaj like it's also all the people you would expect them mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. do a collaboration with I, yeah. I mean i don't i want a collaboration yeah <laughs> what, would, what, would what color it, would your lipstick be <sighs> they already have i would want it you know what i want there was god what was it called you're like just there, give me russian red but put my name on it yeah. <laughs> uh there was i want there's like a weird fuchsia color that i also was really into which is very hard to do but it was like a good like alternative to a red lip you feeling mm-hmm. sassy 
It's like a super saturated, like Barbie pink, but not so light. Because sometimes that Barbie pink can look kind of like frosty in 60s mm-hmm. and very strange. It was very, it was a little bit darker and more saturated. And it just like, especially, you know, if you're not wearing any other makeup, it looks really cool. So I'd want to figure out some kind of like, yeah, like bright, dark fuchsia, not a red. Okay. And it would be like, Christina, Chris, comedian, Christina, man, it's, it's, uh, put it, Christina Catherine Mart, she, here she comes, and this is mega, I used to make a joke about how, um, when I was still felt spiritually connected to Orange County, I used to joke about, like, the decline of, um, Gwen Stefani, and how, um, <laughs> Gwen Stefani now looks like when women dress up as a Roy Lichtenstein painting for Halloween. (laughs) But I think now that we've all spent the past year like looking kind of like only looking at pictures of women online instead of like how women really look in life. I think it's hard. We all kind of do that now. (laughs) Everyone is just like a face in front of a face. (laughs) Everyone's um, uh, enhanced appearance on, on zoom. Oh yeah. I think I have that. I mean, it's it's like, it's like, it's, it's either or the, the, there's two extremes. It's like the glossier, like you're already gorgeous. Just buy this shit for fun. Mm -hmm. Or like the, you know, what I call what's what what guys call the Instagram baddie face, which is just like mouth. Yeah, you're turning your mouth into this like really hopeful amoeba of like <laughs> crushed hopes and dreams and like bone structures that like you your family hasn't had for generations. Uh, and you know the fox fox eyes and like no pores. I no don't have pores. a face. <laughs> I'm oh. trying not to eat. I'm trying to. Eat. I really want that. Like, I really want that. Like, peaceful hippie beauty. If it's just like you know, like older women who are just like gorgeous because they've spent their whole lives drinking hemp milk and like bathing <laughs> in rivers. You can't. Bu- you can't buy that though. So no, I guess also, I just have to be a happier person. That's just yeah. genetic. Like honestly, it is genetic, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, like, Max seems it's more it's more about like big. Like it's it's you're not doing a subtle look from yeah, Mac. Is what that I, right? I mean it's it's celebrating that artifice and like I think it's become it's easy to attack, but like they've that's just been their thing from the beginning and it's yeah. like a fun thing to celebrate. I haven't put on I still have some of that shit. I have this like I can't get rid of it. I would I don't know when I would ever wear it. I'm thinking about starting to incorporate it more into like my stage persona like what if i just sort of embrace this sandra bernhard like weird glam thing and i was wear like red lipstick and like peacock blue eyeshadow on stage i think that was i think now's the time i mean i do think now's the time it's like yeah like we're all like going off to college and we can reinvent ourselves post pandemic you know it's like from middle to high school it's like it's (laughs) that moment where it's like nobody remembers me from middle school i can change who i was you know i can't (laughs) i lost like you know i lost 10 pounds and I'm basically an entirely different person. <laughs> but like, when's the last time do you guys ever just like do your makeup for fun? When's the last time you did that? I haven't done it in a long time. So I have, um, 
I have extremely, extremely hooded eyelids. Mm-hmm. So, like, I can't do much with eye makeup. Like, the it always only... turns into the crease. Yeah, it just eats it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I can put on some eyeshadow. But even when I try like really liquidy eyeshadows, I can't, it doesn't even have a chance to dry because this flap of skin just eats it immediately. Yeah. It's expensive. And I mean, I already have that. I don't have like super hooded eyelids, but just, you know, they're oily. So like things yeah. crease. And then there's products you can buy to prevent that, like eyeshadow primer base and it's just more and more expensive mine is like you literally cannot see my eyelid it's completely covered by like this <laughs> flap of fucking skin but like i can't even do cat eye like every mm. time i watch a video for like how to do like a cat eye on like mm-hmm. really hooded lids it's there's so much math it's so complicated i'm not I think it's doing basically, you just have to settle for making the wing at the end and that kind of signals that there's it's a like cat you eye have to, like, underneath make the wing in like a, a different place so that they like line up it's super oh, weird oh it's, it's like a forced perspective <laughs> yes, thing exactly like when it's like oh it's a it's a there's a hole in the ground i'm like no it's a chalk drawing exactly it's a chalk <laughs> actually, drawing of eye makeup i just saw a video online today where it was like somebody was showing these this product you can stick on your eye on your eyelid to like help you make a shape uh like make the winged mm-hmm. shape and somebody had commented like um can't do this hooded eye i can't i can't do this <laughs> so I mean, you're not alone <laughs> i'll i'll do like yeah i think that the mac way of makeup where you just put a whole new face on your face is honestly a much more democratic makeup style because oh, yeah anyone to do that like i do i can my face just can't carry that much makeup it just looks kind of ridiculous so like i do do the glossier school of makeup but the well, thing you're with that, a, you're a young dewy fawn well you know there's some days <laughs> where i'm like i don't have I wanna the look like- tools for it to get better <laughs> than this I, I want to look like things. Cruella Deville. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like the thing where I'm like, mm, I feel kind of ugly today. I'm like, well, I've exhausted all of my resources. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> this well, is what I it like, is. <laughs> well, I, I've spent hundreds of dollars on these tubes of puff. Of, of abstract capitalist desire and i don't think there's anything in them so when i actually need some fucking makeup well i put on my mascara that's barely mascara i put on, I put my, on my blush my- that's barely blush and yeah that's i put on my mascara that's castor oil and a, and a bit of soot from that, a palo- that's my toolbox yeah but did you ever emily did you ever get lipstick from mac um, or, or anything i think i had a blush from there once I've never gotten lipstick. I think I've. I don't think I've ever gotten an expensive lipstick. Mm. Actually, okay. but, that's all um, I do. That was my thing. I don't because it's just eye makeup. It just gets so messy. I just usually yeah. don't wear eye makeup at all. Or if I'm if it's fancy, I'll wear mascara. So like a bold lip is really the thing. That's that's what signals I dressed up. That's, that's definitely the most I'll I, ever I can do. do yeah. I like a bold lip, and I kind of like the look of a bold lip with like then very minimal uh, like yeah. eye makeup and stuff I think like that, yeah I think that looks good like at any age no matter what I'm excited to bold lip it I think this is going to be a bold lip summer because yeah. I'm wearing masks yeah. I remember I, I, I will put on it's been a thing now where I to me makeup now just signals it's part of like my ritual of of this is of getting into like performance mode so mm-hmm. I'd always put on a lot of way more makeup than normal to do a zoom show and yeah, i remember I mean, like you, you need more 
on for it to be visible really on the, to yeah. the zoom audience <laughs> yeah i mean i think i think similar to i remember we talked about on the on a patreon episode about how facial piercings were becoming huge during the pandemic Whoa. because everyone's on like zooms and mm-hmm. being or there was also the people who were like i could get away with a nose ring now because i'm wearing a mask to work and mm-hmm. i and i think probably a similar thing is true with makeup it's like when your face is kind of all you're working with most of the time similar to the the uniform at the e-bar it's like yeah. you start oh, wow. expressing more there. yeah but it's it's weird now like I've even I feel like I've had to calibrate it for real life now. Cause sometimes I'll just I feel like I'm just like I'm gonna put on some some tinted moisturizer and like this, and then like I look I catch myself in the mirror like out in the sunlight in public, and I'm like, wow, there was a bunch of shit on my face. Like, I don't know what I don't I don't know what I look like anymore, and I'm just done trying to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think of anything else on Mac that, that I read about that I didn't bring up. I know, um, they also, apparently RuPaul was the first spokesperson for Viva Glam, uh, which we were talking about earlier in 94. Um, and then the other fun fact I I read was that, um, uh, most of the makeup Natalie Portman's character wears in Black Swan is Mac. So next time you tune into Black Swan, think about that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this was interesting that I found a little, uh, a little, uh, scandal because I think, because Mac's parent company is Estee Lauder. Yeah. And I think when they in back, I think this was 2007 is when they did that, um, 2006 maybe so when they did the the promo with her and she had like um made a video in which she described quote an intimidated frightened right-wing republican thin-lipped bitch (laughs) that could be anybody it could be so many people but they got a bunch of backlash so then like estee lauder they had to like they re-edited the video to pull it out and like Estee Lauder is the parent company. It's more conservative and they were not. And if so, of course oh. they reacted, but like Mac is supposed to be, they should have used that. They should have been like, are you a thin lift bitch? Here's what the, it's, thick it, it's funny because draw them and no one will know. Well, apparently <laughs> according to ad week, the, what the, the Mac spokesperson said, this video has been getting a lot of attention, which is what we wanted. There was one line that seems to offend people. But Mac isn't about offending people. Our gloss is for all races, all sexes, all ages, regardless of politics. I love the all ages thing. Like, I'm sure they mean, like, there's not an age limit. Like, older people can wear it, too. 18 but I'm to just, 24. I am picturing them feeling, like, really all passionate about putting, like, lipstick on eight-year-olds. Here, here's, the, here's the ad copy for the... The ad copy for that image says, Be like Sandra. Provocative. Controversial. A real power mouth. A what? Power mouth? Power mouth. A power mouth? Power mouth. Which is I think that, is like a... Like a like is a, that a, a term? I've never no, heard I think term. No, I think it's code for power bottom or power bitch. <laughs> yeah. There's power definitely mouth. some like some corporate, you know, <laughs> queer washing, you know. They were trying to make that happen and it, it just didn't. <laughs> So we've never heard that term since. Power mouth was my nickname when I worked at the Nordstrom Espresso Bar. <laughs> I don't know why. It was in small font under your name on your name tag. <laughs> your, they would, your name they and would. your position. <laughs> wow. 
both there. <laughs> oh, power mouth. Power can mouth. Catch, can, you, so wait, can you call this episode power mouth? <laughs> Do you have that or did you just in parentheses the store? power mouth? <laughs> like it's like when us, we'll call it, it'll be Mac with Christina and Catherine Martinez. And then in parentheses, it'll say power mouth. Kind of like, like when a song has like a secondary name. Mm, yeah, to yeah. The song. Or like the artwork is untitled, but in parentheses, there's just the title. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> also, it's been so long. This is going to be when I start doing standup shows again, it's, it's not going to say Conan or Vulture. <laughs> it's just going to say power mouth. <laughs> and then it'll have a URL to this episode. And I'm like, I don't care. Put the whole thing on the flyer. <laughs> People like, can type it not, in. It's not a hyperlink. And I'm like, do one of those barcode things where you oh, take a picture and the then it QR takes code. you to it. You know what's funny about QR codes is I feel like we all laughed at them and then everything became like nobody can touch anything. No, and every true. every menu is mm-hmm. on a QR code now. And, and they really I actually soared. enjoy it. I went to a bar the I other day. I never laughed at them. I was on their side the whole time. <laughs> okay, she knew that cue cards okay. were going to be the future. All right. <laughs> no, but I, I, I think I think things are going to stay that way. I, yeah. I think there's very a lot of restaurants. It's like the whole experience is a part of the dining experience. But I went to this like not fancy bar where they serve like hot dogs and pretzels, and because it's all outdoors, you you just sit. You don't go to a, the bar at all. Mm-hmm. You just like you scan the QR code and they bring beer and shit to your table. And it's kind of really amazing and efficient. Yeah. Efficient in a way that I don't really feel like I'm losing something that was so essential to the experience of going to this bar to eat a hot dog. Right. Like maybe if they start, like if they start doing that at Nobu, I'll feel a little cheated. I was in a restaurant the other day and Mm -hmm. um, my friend, it was like the QR code. It was like a sit down restaurant. and, And then when my friend was trying to order a beer, like I was like, yeah, we don't have that. We don't have that either. No, the menu is not up to date at all. And it's like, oh. you didn't even have to print them. What are you doing? <laughs> See what he's standing there just wa- over your shoulder watching you try to order on the thing. And they're like, uh-uh, uh-uh. It was a thing where it was like, you have the menu, but then like he still takes your order. But it's like, guys, just edit the PDF. Yeah, I get it. Someone if you have to like a new... reprint a bunch of menus, but <laughs> what are yeah. we doing? <laughs> yeah, that seems like the one major advantage of the, of the <laughs> digital menu. But <laughs> how unfortunate. Um, do we have any other thoughts on Mac before we close close on a game? Any final Mac thoughts? I just no. I, I just was. I'm just surprised that it hadn't been done yet, and I. I mean, I mostly needed to talk about the Nordstrom E bar, and we got that out. And I think yeah. <laughs> Mac represented a Mac represented the my path out of there. And even though I may have like outgrown their aesthetics, I very much appreciate their ethos. <laughs> Dang, they should hire me for their campaign. They should. <laughs> Holy shit! I mean, that's that's basically what some of these episodes are. Just E bar uh, was us. the reality. Mac was the dream. Oh my god! <laughs> espresso bar. Espresso bar. Espresso bar. Espresso bar and makeup art cosmetics. Okay, let's go full names on these. Full okay. names only. I'm um, ready for a game. All right, we're gonna play Desert Island, our favorite game on Mall Talk. And uh, the way it works is Emily's gonna describe a scenario for you, and uh, when she's done, she'll have a question for you, and that's it. Take it away. Okay. Okay. So. It's Friday at the mm-hmm. Brea Mall. And <laughs> thank God it is. Everyone <laughs> all all your all your friends, they're all gathering, they're all, you know, putting down the gates and they invite you on 
a nighttime boating trip. <laughs> and mm-hmm. they're like, this is our like weekly nighttime boating trip. And you're like, okay, yes, finally. Thank mm-hmm. God. So you go out to a marina. You get on a boat. Everyone's puppy piling on the boat. <laughs> and you go out to sea. And at some point, you're just out there. And something hits you. And that's when you're like, I can't just be puppy piling on boats with everyone forever. I got to yeah. change my life. And mm-hmm. it, you're just like, I got to get out of here now. Yeah. Right now. Mm-hmm. Right now. So you take the lifeboat. Mm-hmm. and you put it down in the water you jump in and you think you know the way back you think you can see the lights of the harbor but it's nighttime you get all turned around it turns out the lights you've been following were stars and you just got confused <laughs> so you drifted further and further out to sea and you're like fuck maybe the Brea Mall wasn't that bad I'm, <laughs> I am lost here and you sound like a Jungian analyst. Right <laughs> <laughs> Just wait. And you're drifting, you're drifting. And eventually you land on an island mm. and no one's there. It's all deserted. You're walking around, you're walking around. And eventually mm. you come across a mall and you're like, oh, is this a Brea mall on my home? Is this a side of it I've never seen before? No. You are, in fact, on a deserted island. You're going to be here for 15 years before anyone finds you. But you do have this mall that has five stores to sustain you. What do you want them to be? Your five stores. I mean, um, do we need to be practical? Should one of them be a restaurant? or Yes, you can have restaurants if they're mall restaurants and food court places. Okay. I want a Muji. Ooh. Okay. Lots of stuff. Like They're very practical clothes. Mm-hmm. I want... This is not a mall. I was like, um, is Biologique Recherche? Do they go in malls? <laughs> I want a good skincare store. Mm. What is... Oh, I want a I'm... Sephora. I want a Sephora. They okay. <laughs> yeah. People don't take skincare into consideration enough. And it's like, this is going to be really harsh on your skin, you know? Oh, wait, I'm alone. So, Fuck. Well, you're, I mean, some they're going to pick you up in I 15 wa- years. Okay. I want to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to look good. I want a Sephora. I want uh, a gold. St- do I want a Gold's Gym? Yeah, I want to do weight training. <laughs> wow, oh, <yeah>. okay. Because <laughs> I can run around the island, but like I'm really going to lose a lot of strength and like muscle mm-hmm. mass if I don't. I mean, you I could probably do like maybe a pull up on a tree or something, but. But I feel like the, on the island you. might be the only time I ever fully have the discipline to, <laughs> to utilize a gym membership. Yeah. So I should yeah. see, sure there's three things so far. None of them are food. Let me think about this. <laughs> <laughs> I like you a poke bowl place would not be great. I'm like, there's no, uh, like, what's a healthy mall food court <laughs> s- s- restaurant? Oh, boy. Uh- <laughs> My first impulse is honestly to just be like, you know, I'm going to go, fuck it. I want, uh, I do want a hot dog on a stick. <laughs> Hell yeah. A hot dog on a stick. Because the only way... I'm going to get found is if people know that there's a hot dog on a stick on this 
admitted, and they're, they're going to assume that there's hot girls there. That's what's going to get the search party out. <laughs> Instead of writing help in sticks, you just wear that hat every day and hope that someone sees yeah. it from I above. Actually, I, I, I use very co- various colored berries and leaves from the island to create a giant image of the hat with some boot with some boobs underneath. <laughs> Planes will just reroute like mid, like right on their way to Dubai. Muji, Sephora, Gold Gym, Hot Dog on a Stick. I want, oh, damn, I don't know if I could live. See, I I need a bookstore. I need to have like Borders. I'm going to say Barnes and Noble because Mm -hmm. um, Borders has more media. They had like DVDs and shit that I could watch on the screens at the Gold's Gym. But Barnes and Noble (laughs) is a more serious literary chain. I mean, they're both big chains. Walden books, fuck off. Oh yeah, get Walden books. I'm. I don't need the. I don't need to celebrate the Danielle Steele catalog while I'm in isolation. (sighs) Yeah, she's got enough. Barnes and Noble. I guess both, but Barnes and Noble. You would also get their proudly serving Starbucks cafe. So that could be some. Okay, Barnes, Barnes and Noble, and I'm like because the Starbucks. I really just need some, I mean, there, I'm guessing there's fruit and veg on the island, but I really just need some, like, decent food. Mm-hmm. I think that's got it. Hot dog on a stick. It's just, it's the first thing that popped into my mind. Honestly, Panda Express, maybe instead. Okay. That's more variety, I think. It's Pan- a little more I've, variety. Yeah. Also, like, I'm tired. If this is a fantasy, like, I'm tired of, I've never felt, I've never had the confidence. I've never had the self-regard i frankly just never had the self-worth to pay a dollar 25 extra for the honey walnut shrimp and (laughs) i really want i just want to eat all that shit that costs a dollar extra for free yeah Yeah. (laughs) that is the advantage of the desert island is this is your mall money is no object you're alone so it doesn't matter like how bloated you feel every day well then i would get then i would just get big caftans from muji exactly (laughs) i would get big rectangles from muji i think muji is like peak peak rectangle like trapezoid fashion i (laughs) would say more so wishes uniqlo wishes muji is straight like fascist muji also has um great um uh journals and stamps and various oh yeah, yeah. you can so keep a I'm journal perhaps. for the first like three days and then be like what the fuck i'm not doing anything <laughs> it's boring i'll just I'm finally I'll... gonna write the next i'm finally gonna write the next great american twitter novel <laughs> so we got muji sephora i can't believe i wasted a whole one on sephora i'm just like obsessed with like i have to have at least sunscreen yeah no, no that's, that's gonna important. be maintenance it's gonna be skin maintenance muji sephora gold's gym <laughs> barnes and noble and panda express this Christina. is a really chaotic mall i love it i love it because it it spans a lot of different things that, that are great about the mall you know it's covering a lot of ground it's not i you know it's not just all like I think some people will be like, oh, I want several restaurants. Oh, I want three different entertainment sources. You know, it gets a little bit the same. This is covering everything, I feel. I got to cover my body and my face and I got to <laughs> eat some shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, that is a fantastic Desert Island Mall. And I hope so. <laughs> listen, that's been an episode of Mall Talk. <laughs> Christina, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I have been I've been holding that in for so long. It felt so good to get all of that off my chest. 
<laughs> do you have um, anything you would like to promote to our listeners? Yeah. Well, when is this episode coming out? On Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, okay. Cool. That's soon. Cool. So uh, I just... Uh, a reprint of my book, Aesthetical Relations, which according to the uh, marketing copy is a constellation of essays on art, fashion, cancer, comedy, Los Angeles, and your mom. Uh, <laughs> it's just been reprinted by the publisher and it sold out last time. So um, get my book. It's called Aesthetical Relations. It's from Hess Press. Um, I've probably tweeted and Instagrammed about it. And then um, on May 16th, I'm doing a half hour Zoom show with Jamie Loftus. We're each going to do a half hour on Zoom to get ourselves back into fighting shape. <laughs> no, like, like, like not like actual stand up comedy trying to just like do material, not any of like my crazy Michelle Gondry Zoom tricks. Um, <laughs> you can get tickets for that at professionalnonsense.com. But yeah, that's, yeah. What's, that's what's coming up. Hell yeah. Jamie, yeah. who did our, our Borders episode, actually. Spe- speak of the devil. <laughs> yeah. Oh, should I? Yeah. If, if I change my answer to Borders, does Jamie come with it? <laughs> no. Uh, sorry. Okay. No. Okay. Oh, you're no. alone. It's against if the I, rules. If I change my answer to Nordstrom, does the loss prevention staff come with it? <laughs> no. All of the stores are staffed by lemurs if they need a staff. Yeah. Are they rockabilly lemurs? <laughs> I guess Probably the loss prevention some. lemur could be a hot lemur. I mean, I think just by like statistically, you're going to have at least one rockabilly lemur in there. Yeah. I think it's um, I the, Oh my I God. The, his tail is wrapped around to the front of his head and then curled over like a little pompadour. And the Netflix documentary can be called My Lemur Teacher. <laughs> he taught me. How to be rockabilly <laughs> under even the most dire circumstances. <laughs> and if we're stuck in our in our homes much longer, I just might watch that documentary the way I watched my octopus teacher. Psychologists and trauma experts were amazed at not only how Martinez was able to maintain the fitness of her mind, but also the bluntness of her Betty Page bangs. <laughs> they were shocked by how many lemurs she fucked. <laughs> It was too many. <laughs> In short, um, it was too many. <laughs> I'm some uh, guy, BBC Worldwide. <laughs> so look out for that doc and um, <laughs> 20 years. <laughs> as always, uh, join the Patreon, leave us a review. Write something about why why you, why are you subscribed? You know, what? write it down. Put is it, it in a five star review. Why do you love us? <laughs> mm-hmm. Tell us everything about why you like us, and nothing about why you don't. And um, I think that's it. Oh, yeah. I guess email us if you have a question. Sure. Maltalkpod at gmail dot com. And we'll meet next week in the stairwell. <laughs> <laughs> you know why? All right. Bye. Bye.